Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Inshallah, in today's talk, uh, we will talk about uh, three of the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ka'ab bin Malik, Murara bin Rabi'ah, and Hilal bin Umayyah. Uh, so these, uh, the story of these three sahaba is a, is a very interesting uh, story and this is why I want to specifically uh, spend some time uh, talking about uh, them. And in general, uh, that story is mentioned as uh, uh, the Ka'ab bin Malik, repentance of Ka'ab bin Malik and his two companions. Um, a lot of time uh, uh, people don't even mention these two names because the hadith is also uh, reported by Ka'ab bin Malik himself. And uh, it is one of the, if not the, 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 the longest is for sure one of the longest ahadith uh, reported by Bukhari and Muslim. Uh, the one I am talking about is uh, directly off of uh, Sahih Muslim, and uh, uh, but the, there's not much difference between what is reported by Imam Bukhari as well. So uh, the story goes on like this, uh, the, and this is linked to Ghazwat uh, Abuq, because this is the and this is the last ghazwa that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam participated in. Um, <clears throat> and after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as you talk about last week, that Rasulullah sallallahu went for Tabuk and uh, uh, no real fight happened, but Rasulullah sallallahu was able to expand the uh, the authority of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam up to the borders of uh, of the Romans. And uh, it, it was it was a victory of his own in a different uh, in a different sense, and uh, we talked about this last week. But uh, the, the the story that I want to talk about is today is about the Kaab bin Malik and his two companions. And uh, Kaab bin Malik himself actually mentioned, and it is reported by uh, he reported it, uh, mentioned to his son, and his son is the one Abdullah bin Kaab is the one who reported this hadith, and he's the same son who used to be a guide for uh, Ka'ab bin Malik uh, in his old age when he went blind. And uh, Ka'ab bin Malik said that uh, I never remain behind Rasulullah sallallahu for any of the ghazwat Rasulullah participated except uh, ghazwat Tabuk and also he was not able to participate in ghazwat uh, Badr. And uh, the reason for his absence he himself mentions that is uh, that nobody can blame, uh, nobody, be, nobody can be blamed for not participating in Badr, uh, because, uh, Badr was not really intended for fighting in the, the beginning part was not intended to fight against, uh, the Mushrikeen of the Mecca. It was more towards the caravan. So this is what, uh, Ka'ab bin Malik says. And Ka'ab bin Malik also mentions that he was one of the Sahaba who was, uh, present in the, uh, second Ba'a. Uh, or Bayat al-Aqaba al-Thani, that uh, he was present there. And he himself says that for him, for him, that night or the participation in that Bayat, for him, it was more dear to him than participation in the Badr. And he says that most of the people, they talk about Badr as 
uh, the, uh, or, uh, the most po- popular among, among the Sahaba, but he himself says that uh, for him, that night was more important than even the Badr. And, uh, and, and when we were discussing the, uh, the, the event of the second Ba'a, that was uh, that was given to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ka'b bin Malik was one of the participants, and he was act one of the active participants who was reminding the Sahaba regarding the uh, what they were getting into. So uh, that that's what it was about, and he was not able to uh, attend Tabuk. And about the Tabuk, Tabuk was different than many other battles Rasulullah sallallahu fought because this is the battle where Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam actually announced the Sahaba the intent where they were going for uh, for, for fighting. And uh, he, uh, he he told the Sahaba ahead of time so they can do preparation because that, that battle was in uh, very severe heat uh, and it was a long distance. Uh, hence, Rasulullah wanted the Sahaba to be well equipped uh, and there was a chance of not having enough water for the, for, for, for the distance they were covering uh, in that hot weather. So, uh, uh, the, uh the, so Sahaba were preparing, but uh, Kaab says that he was continuously, uh, prolonging it, that he will, uh, start preparing and, uh, and go and, uh, catch up with Rasulullah and the Sahaba. And uh, every day he was just, uh, postponing it that next day he will prepare and then the later day he will prepare and it went on and on until even the army of, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam they departed and he was still thinking that he may be able to catch up but he realized that it was uh, it was too late and he would not be able to catch up to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and also he mentions that when Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam intended to go out for this ghazwa uh, he says that uh, uh, the fruits were ripe and the uh, shadows had been lengthened meaning the, the trees were high enough and the, the, it had a lot of fruits on them so, and he says, uh, Ka'ab bin Malik, that I had weakness for them. And it was during this season Rasulullah made preparations and Muslims, uh, uh, to go along with them. So, uh, that was, uh, one of the things that was, he felt as if this is the one that was, uh, that made him lazy. Uh, or he stayed behind, uh, did not, was not able to go along with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then, um, uh, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, uh, he was with his uh, army. He reached when when they reached to Tabuk. That's the time Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam noticed that Kaab bin Malik was not there, and uh, he asked the question, "Ma fa'ala Kaab bin Malik?" He said, "What happened to Kaab bin Malik?" And uh, the Hadith says uh, that says the Rajulun min Bani Salima. Uh, so don't forget that the, 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 this man from Bani Salima means. It's a, uh, this is the same clan that Ka'ab bin Malik was from. So, قَالَ الرَّجْلُ مِنْ بَنِي سَلِمَا يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ حَبَسَهُ بُرَادَ وَنَذْرُ فِي عِطْفَيْهِ So, he says, a, per, uh, uh, the, uh, a man said that, Ya Rasulullah, the beauty of his cloak and his appreciation for his uh, size have allured him and he was thus detained. So now, uh, there's interesting, and I, it's a long hadith, uh, I was thinking about, Talking about the lessons at the end, but I think it will become too uh, uh, too late to re- recall all of them. So as we are going on, going through this hadith, inshallah, uh, I will uh, try to cover up all the uh, uh, lessons that we can learn from uh, from this hadith also. So uh, it's an interesting thing that first of all, a man from Bani Salima, from his own clan, 
he accused uh, Ka'b bin Malik about something that his connection to the dunya is the one that held him behind. And um, when he said this, uh, Mu'az bin Jabal radiyallahu an, he said, فَقَالَ لَهُ مُعَذْ بِنْ جَبَلْ بِئْسَ مَا قُلْتَ وَاللَّهِ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ مَا عَلِّمْنَا عَلَيْهِ إِلَّا خَيْرًا He says, uh, Mu'adh bin Jabal said, Ya Rasulullah, uh, uh, woe to you, to the, the, the person from Bani Salima, uh, that uh, uh, what, what you, because what you said about basically Ka'ab uh, bin Malik. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, by Allah, we know nothing about him but good. So interesting uh, thing to remember here. One, even though they were Mu'ad bin Jabal and the man which is mentioned, both of them were from Khazraj, but they were from two different clans. The person who was from Bani Salima, which Ka'ab bin Malik was from, he said ill regarding Ka'ab bin Malik. Well, the reason I'm saying it's ill because he was not aware of what happened and he said these things. But Mu'ad bin Jabal radiallahu anh, right away, he defended his brother. Even though he was from a different clan, he defended uh, Ka'ab bin Malik right away. And uh, uh, even though you can think of uh, sometime there's a rivalry between the uh, between the clans, but Mu'adh ibn Jabal, he defended him because this is what we're supposed to say. If you don't know anything about your brother and you know he's a good brother, then you should not say anything bad about him. And that's what exactly Mu'adh ibn Jabal said. So uh, the hadith goes on, فَسَكَتَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ كَبْ كَوِيدَ after that. And then during this time, a person was uh, dressed in a white garment. He was uh, uh, and shattering the illusion of I, the mirage, uh, uh, and he was coming towards them. Rasulullah so said, "But maybe, uh, may he be Abu Khaythama, uh, and lo, it was Abu Khaythama Ansari." And this is the same person who gave uh, a contribution of one sa'a of dates. And for that, uh, uh, the, the munafiqeen, they were making fun of him. That uh, what is this, the sa'a of the date going to do for the battle that Rasulullah is about to fight against the, uh, against the Romans. But he was able to make it. And uh, Ka'ab bin Malik uh, uh, continues on. And that's another part of it, by the way. Uh, Ka'ab, when he's, when he's narrating the story, he did not mention the name of the person who actually said, ill things regarding him. But he did mention about Mu'ad ibn Jabal is the one who defended him. So that's uh, another attribute or characteristic of, uh, of a believer because this is a personal thing. It is not about uh, riba or anything uh, where it is allowed to mention somebody's uh, mistakes. But here it's just personal between him and uh, that the person from Bani Salama. He did not mention his name but he mentioned about Mu'ad ibn Jabal. So <clears throat> So now when uh, Ka'ab bin Malik, when he heard about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is now coming back from Tabuk. So he was very nervous. And uh, Shaitan was putting the uh, all sorts of, uh, uh, all sorts of whispering in his, uh, in his ears and uh, making him think of any kind of an excuse that he can come up with to say to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he will not be ashamed in front of Rasulullah sallallahu or his uh, clan or tribe will not be ashamed of his, of his uh, action. And uh, uh, when when but the but when Rasulullah came very close and he was about to enter the uh, uh, the masjid, all those ideas that were coming into his mind, they were uh, he put them on the side, and he was going to say the the, the truth to Rasulullah By the way, when he stayed behind and when he came out and he saw the people who left uh, besides himself for, uh, for behind the, going to Tabuk were the one who had the Udr Shari, meaning they had the 
uh, excuse from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They did not have the right. They, not, they were in a, not in a situation that they could have made it. So uh, they were excused by, by Rasulullah And the rest of them were the, were the people who were known to be as munafiqeen. Uh, so the, these are the people who stayed behind and he really felt bad about that. And at least this, these are the ones he knew of at that time. So, uh, so the, uh, when the Sallallahu came back, uh, all the people, there were about 80 plus of those, the one from the Munafiqeen. Uh, they started making excuses to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam accepted their excuses. Whatever they said on the face value of it, he accepted their excuses and, uh, uh, that, that's, uh, and he sought uh, ref- uh, forgiveness for them and left it between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is a, another uh, thing to learn that Rasulullah showed uh, us that uh, the decisions that he used to make between the people, the judgments he was making, those judgments were based on whatever the face value of an action was. And it was not based on what was in the hearts of the people. Rather, it was whatever the face value was. Because, and this is a lesson for us as Muslims as well, that we make our uh, decision based on what the reality is, not based on what's in the hearts of the people. And we can imagine that if Rasulullah wasallam was making the decision based on what's in the hearts of the people, and that's what was what would have been left for the coming generations to follow, what could have been the situation today or the, the, the time that passed between Rasulullah and, uh, and today that the ruler could have been gone in the direction of executing or punishing people just because they, saying that what was in the heart of the, those people and he was making the judgment based on that. And Rasulullah showed us how to make uh, judgments like that based on the reality, based on the face value of the thing. Uh, and, and how the people came forward and they, they gave excuses or so Allah accepted the excuses because it is understood that you can, uh, you can probably get away with, uh, 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 with a punishment in this dunya uh, by saying the lie but you will not be able to get away from Allah Azza wa on the day of judgment and this is why we find the ones who were uh, true believers, they actually, there were times that they came to Rasulullah if they had committed mistakes so they wanted to have uh, uh, have the expiation or kafara be done in this dunya. Anyways, uh, after those people were gone, then uh, Ka'ab bin Malik, he came and uh, uh, he says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam greeted him. Uh, first Ka'ab said, he said the salam to him and Rasulullah sallam greeted him with a smile. But with the, with the smile, he could felt, uh, he, he could, he could, uh, he could felt the anger within the smile as well. And Rasulullah sallallahu told him, well, Ta'ala, come here. And uh, he said, ما خلفك ألم تكن قد That he said, what kept you back? Could you not afford to go uh, uh, to go in for a ride? And now, <clears throat> it's a very interesting answer that Ka'ab bin Malik gave actually. He said, Allah, to Ya Rasulullah, by Allah, if I were to sit in the presence of anybody else from amongst the worldly people, I would have definitely saved myself from his anger on one pretext or other. Any kind of excuse I would have made, I would have saved myself. And I have also uh, the knack to fall into argumentation. I could have made argumentations for why I did not make it. But, but by Allah, I am fully aware of the fact that if I were to put forward before you a false excuse to please you, uh, Allah would definitely provoke your wrath upon me and I, if I speak the truth, 
You may be annoyed by it with me, but I hope that Allah would make it uh, make its end well. And by Allah, there is no valid excuse for me. By Allah, I have never possessed so good means and I never had such favorable conditions for me as I had when I stayed behind you. So he's talking about Tabu. He came out clean. Whatever was the situation, he said he said the truth. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, أَمَّا هَذَا فَقَدْ صَدَقَ فَقُمْ حَتَّى يَقْضِيَ اللَّهُ فِيكَ Thereupon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that this man told the truth. So get up until Allah gives a decision in your case. Now, Banu Sal- uh, uh, the people of Banu Salama, his clan, now when, when Ka'ab bin Malik stood up, some people came to him and uh, they, uh, uh, they came and right away they came and they said to me, uh, Ka'ab bin Malik is saying, by Allah, we, uh, uh, we, do, we do, not, do not know about you that you committed a sin prior to this. You, however, showed inability to put forward an excuse before Allah's Messenger, as those stayed behind him have put forward excuses. It would have been enough for the forgiveness of you, your sin that Rasulullah would have made uh, a dua for you. By Allah, they continued to incite me until I thought of going back to Rasulullah and contradict myself. Meaning, they uh, started pushing him because, uh, again, that uh, this is like a uh, tribal kind of a mentality. They think of it. This is a uh, insult on the on 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 the tribe, on the clan that uh, a person from their clan have committed a sin like that. So they pushed him, uh, and they was uh, saying things like, if, "If Rasulullah Sallallahu would have made the du'a, that might have been sufficient for you because it's a messenger of Allah is making the du'a." And uh, uh, but then I, Captain uh, Malik said, "I ask, is there anybody else besides himself who is in this situation?" Uh, besides him, uh, the one who came out and said the truth, and um, uh, they are in the same situation. So they uh, uh, they said there are two more people. So he said, who are they? So it was mentioned that it was Murara bin Rabi'ah al-Amiri, uh, and the second one was Hilal ibn Umayyah al-Waqifi. Now, these two Sahaba were among the people who participated in, in the Badr. And uh, Kaab says that for me, they, they were examples for me. So now, the moment he heard that these two people were also part of those people who have said the truth, came out and said that they stayed behind for no reason, uh, except uh, uh, that they decided to stay behind. So uh, now, uh, he said that I went away uh, when they named these two people, and the thought that came to his mind to go back to Rasulullah and come up with some excuse and contradicting himself went away from his mind. Now... Rasulullah told the Sahaba to uh, or forbid the Muslims to talk to uh, these three uh, Sahaba, Ka'ab bin Malik and the other two Ashab. And uh, now the people started avoiding them and they started giving, uh, there was an attitude that they, they could feel. And uh, like, uh, like uh, the, the environment that he lived all his life, now suddenly he felt that it has become hostile. And that time of uh, not Muslims not talking to them went on for about 50 went on for 50 days and uh, Ka'ab bin Malik says that because uh, the, uh, he was young he was continuously meeting people going to the market coming to the salah uh, congr- uh, the, the jama'ah and all those things uh, and going to the bazaar but nobody was talking to him while the other two who were a bit older so they stayed behind they secluded themselves actually uh, because they could not take it 
and uh, uh, and Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam's his own behavior towards Ka'ab bin Malik was very tough in the sense of he was not talking to him and Ka'ab bin Malik would go and he would say salam to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and uh, he would look at him he may respond to him he may move his lips or he may uh, uh, his, he could see his beard moving because of responding to him, but he was not able to see anything. And uh, uh, while uh, he looked at Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, would not be looking at him. And while when uh, Kaab bin Malik w- was praying, uh, or he, he's busy, Rasulullah sallallahu would glance at him. But the moment Kaab would, would look at Rasulullah sallallahu Rasulullah sallam turned his eyes away from him. So that was a very tough time for uh, Kaab bin Malik to have this kind of uh, attitude by Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and rest of the sahaba even his own cousin his son of his amm yani son of his father's brother uh, abu qatada radiyallahu an he he met him and he says ya abu qatada anshuduka billahi hal ta'lamanna an yuhibbu allah wa rasuluh so he said, uh, 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 I, I demand you by Allah, aren't you well aware of the fact that I love, uh, I love Allah and His Messenger? So he said, Qala fasakat. Uh, but he did not say anything, he kept silent. Fa'utu fanashatu, and he said he did repeat it again to ask him to, uh, demand the answer that uh, doesn't he love Allah and His Messenger? And he said three times. And after, he repeated the third time, uh, Abu Qatada radiallahu anhu, he says, Allahu, uh, Allahu Rasulu alam, that Allah and His Messenger, they knows. Now that made him cry, uh, Ka'ab bin Malik, and, uh, he, uh, he felt very bad and his tears started coming out of his eyes, and then he went away, and there was a wall, he climbed to, to the other side of the wall. Now, he mentioned that as I was wash, uh, walking in the bazaar of the Medina after this incident of meeting Abu Qatada, uh, one of the people from Ambat, uh, which is uh, um, uh, in the Nabatian people who were uh, uh, for, from uh, of Syria, so he came and uh, to sell the food grains in Medina, but he was asking for uh, Ka'ab bin Malik radiallahu an. And uh, when he was looking for him and asking for him, so, uh, some of the people they pointed towards uh, Ka'ab bin Malik, and he came to uh, he came to Ka'ab bin Malik as he said he came to me, and delivered me a letter from the king of Ghassan. And as I was, uh, uh, he said that I was a scribe or, or a, uh, one of the katibin, uh, uh, I read the letter, and it was written like this. Coming to my point, it has been conveyed to us that your friend, Rasulullah sallallahu is referring to, is subjecting you to cruelty and Allah has not created you for a place where you are to be degraded, where you cannot find your right place. Uh, so you come to us that we should accord you honor. Now, that was, uh, uh, Malik says, قَالَ فَقُلْتُ حِينَ قَرَأْتُهَا he said, I read the letter, I said, this is also a calamity. This is a test. This is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a calamity is descending on me. So right away, he burned that letter, he threw it in the, in the oven. Now, this is uh, another thing to pay attention to, that it could be either any one of us can make a mistake in our lives. Uh, and then because of these mistakes, sometimes the others, they would like to, the one who are enemies of Allah azza wa jal, 
they will try to use us for other things. For example, they would want you to go away from Islam or go away from the, 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 the da'wah or something that you are involved in and get involved with other, other than what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. So, so this way, they will give you different kinds of protection. Look at what uh, King of Ghassan was doing. And unfortunately, there's a similar kind of a test uh, can be put forth for any anybody, and they, the people make mistakes. This is a simple rule. Uh, if you make mistake, you have to ask Allah Azza wa for forgiveness, rather than uh, get on a slippery slope and continue to make mistakes to the point that you will lose uh, dunya and the akhirah both. So, um, <clears throat> anyone, if you feel like you're getting some dunya, if you lose the akhirah, the, the, that's the loss. That's the biggest loss, and the the, the victory in the uh, of the akhirah is the real victory. That we should, we all should uh, seek for. So when uh, after that, when uh, out of those fifty days, when forty days passed, one of the messenger of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, meaning Rasulullah sallam sent somebody to uh, a cab says that some uh, uh, messenger of Rasul messenger of Rasulullah sallallahu came to me and said, Allah's mes- uh, verily Allah's messenger has commanded you to remain separate from your wife. So cab says that uh, should I divorce her or what else should I do? He said, no, but only remain separate from her and don't have uh, an intimate relationship with her. Now, the same, uh, the same message was sent for the other two's companion as well. So I, uh, Kaab says, I said to my wife that you better go to your parents and stay there with them until Allah gives a decision in my case. Now, the, the wife of uh, uh, Hilal Umayyah, an, she came to Rasulullah sallallahu and she said, Ya Rasulullah, inna Hilal ibn Umayyah, shaykhun da'un laysa lahu khadim. Fahal takrahu wa akhdumuhu. So she said that, uh, uh, O Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hilal ibn Umayyah is an old man, he doesn't have a khadim or a servant. Uh, do you mind if I take care of him? Qala, la, walakin la yaqrabannak. She said, Rasulullah said, no, but do not go near him. Uh, meaning that's about uh, intimate relationship or anything. Now the response of uh, uh, his wife was So she said he does not come close to anything, he does not have any kind of those instincts and uh, uh, since this incident has happened he has been just crying since that day. So that was a situation of uh, Hilal ibn Umayyah. Uh, so some of the people uh, <coughs> came to Ka'b bin Malik and they, so they told him, why don't you ask Rasulullah for permission for your wife also to stay with you, like uh, the, the, the wife of Hilal ibn Umayyah. So uh, the response of uh, Ka'b bin Malik said, I said, I would not seek permission from Allah's Messenger for I cannot say what Allah's Apostle or Allah's Messenger has said in response to seeking my permission. Moreover, I am a young man. It was in this state that I spent 10 more nights and thus 50 nights had passed that people had observed boycott with us. Meaning, so 40 days they were not uh, talking to them. On top of them, uh, the 10 more days were spent. They were basically, their wives were told not to stay away from them as well. And when all these 50 days passed, uh, or the, uh, it says that it was the, on the morning of the 50th night that I observed my Fajr prayer. And uh, he says, I was sitting on uh, uh, one of the roofs of our houses. And I was in fact sitting in the very state which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the, uh, has de- described about us in these words. 
that uh, life had become hard and for myself and earth had compressed despite its vastness. So meaning uh, he felt like uh, the, the earth has become daiqanmi uh, and it becomes very uh, narrow for them. And uh, I, I heard the noise and then he says that I heard the noise of a person uh, announcing from the from the hill of Sarah. The, the name of the hell, and uh, saying that, uh, 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 saying uh, he was screaming from the, t- the top of his lung, and uh, uh, he was coming towards the cabin Malik, and uh, when he came, he informed him of that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has uh, accepted the uh, accepted the the, the the tawbah or the repentance of uh, three of them, cabin Malik and the other two, so he was so happy. First of all, right away, he went into prostration to thank Allah Azza wa Jal. And when the guy came close to him, he gave him the clothes that he was wearing. He said he did not have nothing with him except those clothes. So he gave it to him and he borrowed the clothes for himself from someone. Um, so they get, he gave him as a gift for, for bringing such a good news. Then uh, Ka'b bin Malik says, I went to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the masjid. And uh, he was sitting with, with the people and uh, he says nobody from the Muhajireen moved except Talha bin Ubaidullah radiallahu anh. He got up and he rushed towards me and he shook hands with me and greeted me. And by Allah, no person stood up to greet me from amongst the Muhajireen except him, uh, Talha bin Ubaidullah. And Kaab says that he never forgot this good gesture of Talha. Uh, and uh, look one very interesting thing about the way the Ka'b bin Malik is reporting the uh, this hadith. Wherever he found there are people who have done or uh, or said, has said some harsh things to him, he's not mentioning their names here. But anyone who has done something good to him, he uh, he's mentioning the name. Uh, and Ka'b bin Malik further said that I then he he says salam to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And uh, you can, can see the uh, glowing face of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he, Rasulullah That he says that uh, glad tidings to you uh, for this day, uh, the like of which you have neither found nor you will find as you find today since your mother gave, uh, gave your birth. Meaning that... Uh, uh, when you born, all your sin, there's no sin on you. So, um, the, the, so he, he was cleansed from the sins like, uh, like when he was born. So, uh, now, Ka'ab bin Malik says that, Amin indak ya Rasulullah, Amin indallah. Is this from Rasul, uh, uh, from you or Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa or is it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Meaning, uh, this glad tiding. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, La bal min indallah, no, rather it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it was, uh, <clears throat> so, uh, as I, uh, Ka'b bin Malik says that, uh, as I said before him, I said to Allah's Messenger, that, uh, am I allowed to give in charity my wealth? For Allah's sake, and for the sake of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, uh, بَعْدَ مَالِكْ uh, مَالِكَ فَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكَ and He said, uh, keep some property for yourself as it is, it is good for you. So uh, upon this, Ka'b uh, bin Malik said, I shall keep uh, the, 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 the share of the Khaybar and he will give everything else uh, in the charity. And uh, he said to Rasulullah Wasallam that uh, verily Allah has granted me uh, uh, a salvation or saved me because of the truth. 
Therefore, uh, that repentance implies that I should not speak anything but truth as long as I live. He said, uh, by Allah, I do not know whether anyone amongst the Muslims was put to more severe trial than I by Allah because of telling the truth. Because of saying the truth, he was in that kind of a situation he's saying. And since I made a, a mention of this to Allah's Messenger up to this day, Kabil Malik, because he's the one reporting the hadith, says, I have not told any lie by Allah and I have decided not to tell a lie and I hope Allah would save me from trials for the rest of my life. And then Allah, uh, the ayat that were revealed uh, in their favor were وَعَلَى ثَلَاثَةِ الَّذِينَ خُلِّفُوا حَتَّى إِذَا دَاقَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَرْضُ بِمَا رَحُبَتْ وَدَاقَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ أَنفُسُهُمْ وَذَنُّوا أَلَّا مَلْجَعَ مِنَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا إِلَيْهِ ثُمَّ تَعْبَ عَلَيْهِمْ لِيَتُوبُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ التَّوَّابُ الرَّحِيمُ And he also forgave the three who were left behind and regretted their errors to the point that the earth closed in on them in spite of its vastness. And their souls confined them, and they were certain that there is no refuge from Allah except in Him. Then He turned to them so they could repent. Indeed, Allah is acceptance of repent, uh, accepting of repentance, the merciful. Kabir Malik, Kabir Malik said by Allah, since Allah directed me to Islam, there has been no blessing more significant for me than this truth of mine, which I spoke to Rasulullah uh, and then not only about uh, these three whose uh, dua was uh, accepted and they were for, uh, forgiven all their sins, uh, but uh, also Allah Azza wa Jal talks about the one who uh, who made the excuses. Uh, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says uh, that سيحلفون بالله لكم إذا أنقلبتم إليهم لتعرضوا عنهم وأعرضوا عنهم إنهم رج they will swear by Allah to you when you return to them that you would leave them alone. So leave them alone. Indeed, they are evil and their refuge is hell as recompense for what they had been earning. They swear to you so that you might be satisfied with them. But if you should be satisfied with them, indeed Allah is not satisfied with a defiantly disobedient people. Of course, that's talking about Rasulullah was commanded to make the uh, make the judgment based on the reality. Hence, he was uh, accepting their excuse. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, he knows the truth. Uh, for Rasulullah only knew about the ghayb, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told him. Otherwise, he was not aware of unseen. Uh, so uh, just quickly, uh, that, that was the end of uh, basically the hadith of uh, Ka'b bin Malik and other two sahaba uh, after the tabuk. Uh, just quickly uh, wrap it up some of the lessons that we can learn out of uh, the story of Ka'b bin Malik and other two. Number one, Rasulullah went out for tabuk with about 30,000 people. But among the 30,000 people, Rasulullah was even uh, was able to sense that Ka'b bin Malik was not among them. That's an interesting thing to understand. That uh, that uh, uh, that that shows that uh, how a Muslim ruler should be, especially when. Uh, and I understand that this is a big number, but still, Rasulullah was aware of the missing of Kaab bin Malik, and uh, we see that uh, how Muad bin Jabal he defended uh, Kaab bin Malik when one of the person from Bani Salama he said the, uh, uh, some ill things regarding Kaab bin Malik, and. Uh, 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 and we can see that even among the Sahaba, like Abin Malik, 
the shaitan was trying to uh, make him say the things that he would not say, he should, should, should shouldn't say and uh, even Ka'b bin Malik was thinking about making some excuse and get away with it but he did not and uh, uh, and and he said the truth and uh, the, this is one of the things that the best thing has ever happened to me as he mentioned since he became the muslim uh, and rasulullah let the munafiqin go on the excuses that they gave this is a, uh, uh, this is the way rasulullah wanted to learn things like this that the judgment has to be passed on what you see in the reality it has to be based on reality not just based on what's in the hearts of the people and the uh, uh, other thing is about Abu Qatada and the rest of the Sahaba. Look, when they were not talking to them, it's not that they were carrying hatred or something against the Sahaba. They were following the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though Abu Qatada was his cousin and it's even then he did, was not talking to him because of the command of Allah uh, And uh, during that t- time, difficult time, uh, the king of Wassan sent a letter to buy him out. Uh, basically, and uh, look how uh, closely they were keeping an eye on, on the activities of Rasulullah and Sahaba. That uh, any any person who was, if he felt like uh, uh, would, would go away from Rasulullah, he he was ready to uh, to take him in uh, on his side. Uh, and Alhamdulillah, uh, Ka'b bin Malik made the right decision, and he uh, not only did not accept it, but right away he burned the letter as well. Uh, Ka'b bin Malik he showed his thankfulness to. Uh, the, the Talha bin Ubaidullah, uh, uh, that's another sign of gratitude. Uh, it's not only that you have been forgiven, but also uh, anybody have done something good to you, you should be uh, thankful to him or, or her. Uh, and at the end, uh, Munafiqeen, they, they, may, they may feel sometimes that they will get away by their lies, but at the end of the day, they have to answer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually declared about them already in the ayat that were revealed. So uh, I will stop here, inshallah, about the story of Ka'b bin Malik and other two Sahaba. If there is any uh, comment, comments or questions regarding the topic we covered, inshallah, I'll try to answer them. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.